So now we're turning to some exciting products that are under investigation. Um, IUDs continue to gain in popularity, and it's really exciting to consider that there are new devices that may be on the market soon. This is the Mona Lisa Mini. It's a new non-hormonal IUD under investigation. In fact, as I understand it, they're wrapping up phase three trials in the United States after performing a single-blinded RCT with Paragard. They're seeking approval for this IUD for five years. The Mini is the same length as the Skyla and the Kylina, but narrower, which could perhaps ease insertion for those patients um, who may have a difficult time with the Paragard insertion. These are two other investigational IUDs. Uh, the Viracept is another non-hormonal option that may be on the market um, in the future. It has less than half the copper compared to Paragard, and in fact, has less copper than any available copper IUD globally. The hope is that this may decrease bleeding and cramping side effects. Both of these IUDs have this very cool flexible nitinol frame. This um, frame is thought to perhaps provide an advantage in that it may be able to conform to um, uterine cavities with anatomic variations. The Beercept is in a preloaded applicator with pre-cut strings to make the insertion as streamlined as possible. It is, again, smaller than the Paragard and the applicator is also narrower. In a single arm study evaluating the safety, efficacy, and tolerability of the Viracept, um, they recruited 286 women who were enrolled over 12 sites and remained in the study for 36 months. During the study, there were two pregnancies. 99% um, of placement attempts were successful and overall the Viracept was found to be highly efficacious and also very safe. The Levacept is the um, sister product and it's a levonorgestrel IUD that is expected to start phase three trials in the United States in early 2023. They're ultimately hoping for five-year approval of this novel levonorgestrel IUD. This is a novel vaginal ring. It is also a non-hormonal option. It is starting phase three trials as part of the NIH contraceptive clinical trials this fall. Ovaprene prevents pregnancy by releasing a locally acting non-hormonal agent, um, which impedes sperm mobility, and that it also has this physical barrier that blocks sperm from entering the cervical canal, this unique knitted polymer barrier that you can see pictured here in purple. Femblock is a permanent contraceptive that's in phase three trials. Femblock requires a saline infusion sonohistogram to assess the uterine cavity shape before it can be used. And then it is performed blindly in the office with an introducer that you can see here looks a bit like an IUD introducer. A polymer is delivered to the tubes and it gradually leads to scarring and loss of patency of the tubes. Like other less invasive permanent contraceptive methods in the past. This does require follow-up as well. And that follow-up can be done with a sonohistogram bubble study three months after the procedure to confirm blockage. Now moving to some updates on existing products. I wanna review the extended use of both LARC and the vaginal ring today. Being able to recommend extended use of these methods is of course very helpful to our patients. 
There's excellent data for the extended use of LARCs. The Morena and the Liletta 52 milligram IUDs can be used for at least eight years. You've probably all heard the exciting news that recently the FDA approved Morena for eight years. The Liletta is still FDA approved for six years, but you can certainly counsel your patients that it is highly effective for eight years. In fact, at eight and a half years, the Liletta was found to have nearly double the hormone release of Skyla at three years. Nexplanon is highly effective to five years, despite being FDA approved still only for three. Merck is currently gathering data to try to update this labeling is my understanding. The one caveat to this is that data for patients with a BMI over 40 for extended use of Nexplanon is somewhat limited. So it's really important to use shared decision-making and carefully weigh, help your patients weigh the risks and benefits of extended use of Nexplanon. Um, if their BMI is over 40. Paragard can be used for at least 12 years, um, though still FDA approved for 10. And there is some data to support using it even longer with two studies supporting the use of Paragard until menopause. So for patients who are 30 years old, you can essentially counsel them that para a Paragard IUD can be um, used basically as a reversible permanent form of contraception which we know will provide reliable contraception until at least 45. And then at that point, between the reduced fecundity and the continued presence of an IUD, um, it will likely provide, continue to provide contraception until menopause. The NuvaRing provides effective ovulation suppression for 42 days. And so this is super helpful for our patients, allowing them to go longer between refills and changing out their rings. The ring can also be used continuously or for extended cycles. There's no need to have a withdrawal from the hormones in between the rings. Using it continuously will actually provide patients with more effective contraception, and many patients find not having a withdrawal bleed quite convenient. Progesterone-only pills are a really important option for patients with contraindications to estrogen. And traditionally, we've had the norethindrone 35 microgram pill, which can be difficult to use because it really requires very strict adherence to maintain its efficacy. It's recommended that with a mini pill or micronor, that if you take this pill three hours late, that you have to use a backup method for two days to prevent pregnancy. Micronors has also been known to cause significant irregular bleeding for patients. So SLIND is a new progesterone-only pill that was developed to address some of these drawbacks. The primary mechanism of action of SLIND is ovulation suppression, unlike Micronor, which provides contraception primarily through cervical mucus thickening. Drospirinone, the progestin in SLIND, has a longer half-life, which means that it has the potential to improve irregular bleeding and also improve flexibility with a longer missed pill window. The SLIND pill is designed with a four-day break this is intended to produce a regularly scheduled bleed similar to combined oral contraceptive pills, and this may or may not happen, but bleeding may be more favorable than on the traditional micronor pill. Also, drospirinone is the most anti-androgenic of progestins, making it a good option for patients who suffer from either cystic acne or other bothersome androgenic symptoms. So we're gonna take a closer look at the data for SLIND today. In this 2016 study, they analyzed the effect of four 24-hour delayed doses of SLIND. They enrolled 130 participants who had proven ovulatory cycles and they were randomized to two groups. You can see that based on their 
group assignment. They had scheduled delays in taking the pill either in cycle one or in cycle two. In their uh, study, they found that only one participant in group A ovulated during their delayed intake cycle, which was cycle two. They, so they found that even with four missed pill days during a cycle, the ovulation rate remained quite low at 0.8%. This data suggests that guidance for patients regarding missed pills with SLIND can be essentially the same as that that we provide for combined oral contraceptive pills. And efficacy is maintained for patients with a BMI over 30 as well, which is great, especially when we consider the safety profile for SLIND too. This slide highlights the safety profile. As you can see that there were no VTEs reported in the clinical trials. SLIMS also found to be safe for lactating women and the risk of hyperkalemia was low. We, I know we all hear a lot about weight gain concerns from our patients who want to use hormonal contraception. And SLIND was found to have overall neutral effects on weight for patients. And for obese patients, they actually noted a decrease in weight. We can counsel patients that bleeding will typically decrease over time when patients are using SLIND, which is very helpful given this concern with a progestin-only method. The bleeding profile was overall considered highly acceptable by patients and discontinuation due to the bleeding pattern during the clinical studies was minimal. And another helpful finding from these studies is that the rate of dysmenorrhea was significantly decreased with the use of SLIND for adolescent patients. In fact, they found that painkiller use decreased from 51% of participants to 2% of participants um, by cycle 13. So very helpful for this indication as well. Okay, now moving on to other new products that are currently available. In 2018, a new vaginal ring was approved for contraception. Advantages of all vaginal rings that are available include that they are user controlled without a daily administration being required and they provide a stable hormone level. This ring is the first contraceptive approved with suggesterone acetate which is a progesterone that has poor bioavailability when used orally, but requires only a small dose to achieve progestational effects in sustained release formulations. Anovera, as this ring is called, can be used for 13 consecutive cycles and does not require refrigeration as a NuvaRing does. It is intended to be used for three weeks and then removed for a week for a withdrawal bleed, and then the same ring can be replaced, which is very convenient. The primary mechanism of action of Anovera is suppression of ovulation. It has similar efficacy to other forms of combined hormonal contraceptives, and this efficacy um, remains stable across the cycle, supporting its use for an entire year. Reported side effects with Anovera are nausea, headache, discharge, and VTE. Predictable bleeding occurred overall with low rates of unscheduled bleeding. Unfortunately, enrollment was restricted among patients with a BMI over 29 due to two VTEs occurring in this group. Therefore, the safety has not been adequately evaluated for the obese patient population. And um, we have no data on continuous use of Onovera risks or side effects. So it's probably reasonable to consider using it this way.
This is a new combined oral contraceptive, Nextellus, and it contains the first new estrogen introduced in the United States in the last 50 years. Um, Nextellus contains esterol estrogen as well as drospirinone as the progestin. Esterol is a naturally occurring estrogen from a plant source. It is considered to have less estrogenic effects in the liver. It is 10 to 20 times less potent than ethanol estradiol. This in theory should lower the risk of drug interactions because of less cytochrome P450 activity. And it may also lower the impact on hemostatic factors following oral administration. Now, whether this actually translates to a decreased risk of clot remains unclear and will take large population-based studies to determine. A new contraceptive patch was approved in 2020 driven in part due to concerns about the level of ethanol estradiol exposure with the original Zulane patch. Um, the pursuit of newer patches was undertaken and Torla contains ethanol estradiol and levonorgestrel. The maximum concentration of ethanol estradiol with Torla is 60% lower and the steady state is 18% lower as compared to the ethanol estradiol levels with Zulane. But despite these lower levels of ethanol estradiol, this did not translate into increased safety. There were six VTEs and five participants in the Torla studies. All of the participants were obese. So given these VTEs, as well as lower efficacy that was seen in the obese population, the use of Torla should really be limited to those with a BMI less than 30. I'll also um, just remind everyone of the important point that um, with Zulane, there's concern that if you try to use it for an extended period for beyond three weeks, that there can be estrogen accumulation, which may be unsafe. So it is recommended that um, patients using Zulane have a break um, for one week after the three weeks of continuous use. And we do not have data on the safety of Torola used continuously, so we cannot recommend that to our patients at this time. Subcutaneous depot is not a new product, but it certainly became more widely used during the pandemic, so I thought I would review its use as well. Um, like the IM formulation, it is an injection that is administered every 12 to 15 weeks. Self-injection of subcutaneous depot has been shown to substantially improve continuation, and patients cite important benefits of saving time and money when not having to come into the clinic for the administration of their injectable contraceptive. With either formulation of depo, IM, or sub-Q, there can be a delayed return to fertility. So this is an important thing to counsel patients about who may be seeking um, pregnant or may desire pregnancy in the not so distant future. Um, this delayed return to fertility may be slightly greater for sub-Q formulations. One study showed a median of 10 months until ovulation with sub-Q depo and the earliest ovulation was at six months. This product was approved in 2020 as a contraceptive vaginal gel sexy, but it's actually been available since 2004 as Amphora, marketed as a personal lubricant. Um, Fexi does require a prescription, unlike other vaginal contraceptive gels that can be obtained over the counter. It is non-hormonal, user-controlled, and an on-demand contraceptive, all things that may make it um, appealing to patients. It's packaged as a pre-filled single-dose applicator of five grams of gel. The gel is a vaginal pH regulator that contains lactic acid, citric acid, and potassium bitartrate. Um, it helps to maintain a naturally acidic vaginal environment to reduce sperm motility and potentially 
it may also enhance antimicrobial defenses. The gel has a pH of 3.55. It's highly bioadhesive and has um, viscosity retaining products compared to other gels, which means less leakage of the gel. Pregnancy rates were similar to other spermicidal products at about 14%. Side effects include vulvovaginal burning, puritis, pain, UTIs, yeast infections, BV, um, but overall has high um, user satisfaction. And as I mentioned, it may also provide an antimicrobial benefit, which does differentiate it from other chemical barrier products. In a double-blinded placebo-controlled study, participants who received Fexi had a relative risk reduction of 50 and 80% for chlamydia and gonorrhea, respectively. And I'm sure as you all know, Fexi has a very clever ad campaign, which has driven a lot of interest among my patients. Um, all right, the Kaya diaphragm was introduced in the United States in 2015. It was the first new diaphragm in over 50 years. It's a single-sized diaphragm that does not require fitting, um, but it does require a prescription in the U.S. It's used with spermicide, and patients must leave it in place for at least six hours after intercourse. It's about 80% effective, and there are very helpful videos on the website to, to help patients understand the use of the Kaya. Sometimes I even pull that up when patients are in my exam room if they're um, interested in a um, barrier method that they can control. Contraceptive apps are also becoming more popular and Natural Cycles was approved by the FDA for contraception in 2018. Natural Cycles tracks basal body temperature as well as cycle length and you can even put in um, results of LH testing that you're doing. Um, it predicts fertile and non-fertile days and then recommends for patients to abstain or use condoms on the fertile days. It had really low failure rates reported, which makes me suspect that those were likely underreported. But obviously, technology is more and more ingrained in every aspect of our life. So for some patients, this may be a helpful method or maybe an adjunct to other methods. The failure rate for contraceptives were updated based on the latest data from the National Survey of Family Growth. So you can see here lower typical use rates than previously seen for some methods. And this likely reflects a shift away from methods like condoms and oral contraceptive pills for those who are most at risk of typical use failure um, as we see increased use of LARC. Emergency contraception is a method of contraception used to reduce the risk of pregnancy after intercourse where the primary contraceptive was either not used or failed. For many years, the methods on this table were what we had available to offer our patients, with the copper IUD being by far the most effective. Downsides to using the copper IUD for emergency contraception are that it does require a doctor's visit. But the upside, of course, is that it's really effective and that it also provides continued contraception. Oral emergency contraception either delays or prevents ovulation by preventing or delaying the LH surge. And uliprostol acetate is a selective progesterone receptor modulator. So it can affect the LH surge, but it can also block follicular rupture if taken at the time of the LH surge. So this is what makes it more effective than levonorgestrel in providing emergency contraception. Unfortunately, both of the oral methods that we have available are less effective for obese patients, with plan B essentially being ineffective for patients with, um, who weigh more than 80 kilograms. 
So it's wonderful to be able to offer patients now another option for their emergency contraception as the levonorgestrel 52 milligram IUD has now been determined to be effective emergency contraception as well. In a randomized controlled trial out of Utah published last year, the 52 milligram levonorgestrel IUD when inserted within five days of unprotected intercourse was considered to be non-inferior um, to the highly effective copper IUD for EC. 317 patients received the hormonal IUD and 321 the copper IUD for emergency contraception. And there was one pregnancy that was considered a true failure of the emergency contraception in the levonorgestrel group. You can also see that the adverse events were similar between the two groups. So this is incredibly helpful, especially given the significant popularity of the levonorgestrel 52 milligram IUD, even over the copper IUD, and the fact that it has the ability to provide continued contraception for patients that they may be really satisfied with.